Welcome to the Victory of the Lamb podcast. We are a simple, straightforward Bible teaching church located in Katy, Texas. If you're in the area, we'd love for you to stop by anytime. Otherwise, we hope you use this podcast to grow in your faith and be confident in sharing that faith with many. You can find us online at VOTL.org. We hope you enjoy this message. God bless your week. You take it really seriously, this freedom. It's all over your history, of course, and to be honest, for the one who was appalled, I miss it. I miss my time in Texas, and I miss the, the bravado with which so many of, of the Texans like to speak. They go back to the, the Battle of Gonzales, right? And you got the flag with the cannon on it, and come and take it, just right in your face. This is what we're going to do to ensure our freedom. You have the Remember the Alamo, you have William Travis, and those who are willing to give their lives for the, the nation of Texas. You have the Lone Star State. Why one star? Because, yes, we may be part of the United States, but let's not forget that Texas for 10 years was an independent republic. Thank you. We treasure our freedom. You treasure your freedom. But so do Americans. Maybe on a slightly lower level, but they do too. You know that we have a long winter ahead of us, at least those who live in the north. It's just starting. But after that long winter and then the short spring, we'll arrive at the 4th of July, and it's not hard to get excited about the 4th of July and to have that patriotism well up within you with the the stars and the stripes and the red, white, and the blue and the let freedom reign. We talk about how here in the United States we treasure freedom And despite all the the warts that might be very evident on the face of America, we know that we want to be a land of life and liberty, the pursuit of happiness. And we might even say with Patrick Henry, give me liberty or give me death. I think Texans really appreciate freedom. Americans kind of think it's a big deal too. And so the question now is, Do we have it? Are we free? Or is this some figment of our earthly imagination? I think Jesus has something to say about it. Because as we turn our attention to John chapter 8 and to the words that have been read twice for you now, we see that key word, freedom, on display. And at the very least, it reminds us that we need to define freedom whenever we speak of it. And Jesus would also remind us that the freedom he comes to bring, it's a freedom far greater than anything that Texas or the United States can offer. And as we look at his words, we'll see that this freedom, this spiritual freedom, this true freedom, this freedom in the presence of our God, it's found. It's found in Christ and his work, and in Christ and his word. So, you go back to that section from John chapter 8, you have this discourse that's going on between Jesus 
and some Jews. It says this, even some Jews who were hanging on his words, who were believing in him, and yet there still seemed to be some, some disconnect going on, which is not uncommon. We know the feeling when we're listening and yet things aren't quite making sense. And Jesus has been talking for a while about how important it is to trust in him and in his word. And now Jesus flips the script a little bit and he says, you want to hang on to me and to my word because you want to be free. And it's clear that he got their attention because these were Jews who were saying, what you're coming to sell, Jesus, we don't need. Because you must be mistaken, sir. We've never been slaves. We have no need for this freedom. And now the teacher teaches. The pastor preaches. The Savior has their attention. And at the very least, he would say, it's time for you to rethink freedom and slavery. And I think we should do the same. Are you a slave? That's a dirty word. To even have the, the idea of being a slave is one that's so repugnant. It's some that is so, so disgusting. It's one from our nation's history that we don't even want to talk about. And of course we would say, we're not slaves. But let's rethink it as Jesus would have us rethink it. He makes it very clear that whoever sins is a slave to sin. You see, he says it in such short, powerful words, it's worthwhile for us to unpack it just a bit. Whoever sins is a slave to sin. Yeah, now we're starting to rethink slavery because sins are something that we know very well and something that we produce incredibly well. And that would mean that we're slaves. We're not slaves in a, a cultural or ethnic sort of way. We're not slaves in an earthly sort of way. But we are slaves and we have a most horrible taskmaster. You see, sin is personified here. And sin is, is the, the taskmaster that cracks his whip every time that he gets us to do the thing that violates our holy God's will. And have you ever thought just how powerful this taskmaster is? We can't break the chains that he puts around us ever since we were this tall and even shorter. He showed us who was boss by bringing us into sin. The thoughts of our heart and our mind led to the actions of our hands. And they just continued. This taskmaster of sin is so strong that he's got this this ability to team up with the devil and to hold out over us the pains of our own guilt. You know that feeling. I know you know the feeling. The feeling of, I did it again. I'll never be right with God. I hear what the Word says and I do the opposite. I, with the Apostle Paul, say, what a wretched man I am. And it hurts because it makes it hard to sleep at times. It hurts because it makes it hard to look your loved ones in the eyes at times because you know how you've sinned against them. And it hurts because it makes it hard to look toward heaven to even imagine standing in the presence of God. Slaves, indeed. 
But Jesus wasn't done. He says, I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. But just so you know, what that means is that you're not a son. If you are a slave, you're not a part of the family. If you are a slave, you have no right to be with the family. And all of a sudden, it really starts to make very clear that this freedom that we desire so much is just a dream. Because if I am a sinner, then I am a slave. And if I am a slave, I'm outside of God's family, I'm on the outside looking in, and all of a sudden, things look pretty dreary. Can freedom really ever be found? Yes. Which is exactly why you and I are here today. It's exactly why you and I are in the presence of God today. It's exactly why you and I treasure the Word, not only today, but every day. And Jesus, having grabbed their attention, He puts all of their attention first on their sin, then on their lack of being in the family, and then He redirects them and says, Eyes on Me. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And with that phrase, he makes it clear that freedom is found in Christ and his work. Christ is the Son who has given you entry into the family. Because with that phrase, he's making it so clear that he is willing to leave his place at the right hand of God the Father to take on human flesh, to walk amongst us, and then to pay the price of your slavery, of your sin, so that you would be free. And with freedom comes family. God's family. With access into God's house forevermore. Freedom found in Christ and His work. It, it sounds so amazing, which is why Jesus adds the word, you will be free Indeed, because it's what we all crave. And maybe it's because we've set our standards too low. We can't imagine how great it's intended to be. Because especially in today's day and age, if you want to talk about freedom, you will find many people who will nod their heads and say, isn't it great being alive in today's world where we are as free as we have ever been? I mean, we got freedom all around us. Freedom of speech. Freedom of thought, free to change genders, free to call people out, but not call people out too bad because we don't want to offend them. But we are free to walk the way we want to walk, dress the way we want to dress, act the way we want to act. But apparently that freedom also means that we're free to be sad. Because of all of these pursuits of faux freedoms that are out there, you don't see many people looking and acting confident. Perhaps that's because they've placed all their eggs in the wrong basket. Fictitious freedoms, rather than the freedom that God offers through the Son, freedom is found in Christ and His atoning work because it's for you and for me. 
You see, Jesus came that we could take a deep breath, that we could give him our sin, that he could pay for it, and that we could know the joys of unity with the Father. And my guess is having heard that, you would say, that's the freedom I want. That's the freedom I need. And yes, Lord, thank you. That's the freedom I have. We treasure that freedom. We think that freedom is more valuable than any, any political freedom we could have. But then I want you to imagine just a moment. If you knew that freedom, but no one else did. Could you imagine what that looks like? When you have the confidence of knowing that because of Christ and His work, you have been free. Freed from sin, free from death, free from the devil. You know the confidence. But no one's talking about it. And the message isn't getting out there. Let me take you back to the 1500s. 1517, perhaps, that name, or excuse me, that date rings a bell. The beginning of the Protestant or Lutheran Reformation. If we were picking up a journal from that day, we would not see anything out of the ordinary. There may be the day after, of October 31st, switching to November, perhaps a blurb about this monk who has decided to post some theses to be discussed. But really, with that series of events, the Lord allowed this freedom that His Son came to win to be put back in its rightful place as a public announcement for everyone who would open up Scriptures and find that freedom, in fact, can be found not just in Christ and His work, but in Christ and His Word. Which is really what Jesus gets at too when he speaks these words, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. I don't think that we need to live in the past. And we don't have to talk about the Reformation for all that long. And and really, before and after the Reformation, there have been other mini-reformations that have happened because every time someone rediscovers the truth of the Scripture, of the teachings of Jesus, they once again are transformed into understanding the truth of what Christ has done because the teachings testify about Christ and the teachings show us that we need Him and the teachings tell us that we, we have His saving work. But I do think it's helpful to go back and to remember so that we're prepared for the future. Because this freedom, this freedom that we are to hold on to so easily gets pried from our fingers and more importantly, pried from our hearts. We leave church one day confident in our standing with God because we understand Christ only to be bombarded by the things of this world and before we know it, the slave is whipping, his, is whipping his, his power over us once again. And confused and daunted, we start to forget about where freedom is found. And so we hear once again Jesus say, If you hold to my teaching, 
you are really my disciples, then you will know the truth. Yes, the truth. And that will set you free. I don't know if I say the word COVID down here, if that's going to be something that will get ugly looks. We all have different feelings about that whole pandemic that happened. And maybe in a certain way it continues to go. And regardless of how you feel of it, maybe we can simply say that that word is now on our radar. That is pandemic. Something that can affect us in such a a global way. Long before COVID, another pandemic hit, and it's the, the pandemic of deceit. Because if everyone in this world is searching for truth, and I think they are, it's amazing how many of us come up with the wrong truths, although they're peddled as real truth. You see, there's a pandemic that continues to go on in this world that shows that we have a gap in knowledge and we continue to put all of our trust in truths that really have let us down. That leads to slavery of a different sort. And that takes us back to Jesus who says, again, eyes on me if you hold to my teachings, to my word, to my message, then you will know the truth. Pandemic solved. And the truth will set you free. And as we look at scriptures and as we look at history, we see that replay time and time again. Whether it's Noah holding firm to the promises of God, only to be rescued through a flood. Whether it's Samuel faithfully leading the Israelites, whether it's King Josiah rediscovering the book of the law and saying this is where we need to have our hearts. Whether it's Haggai after the exile, once again directing the people to the Word of God. Whether it's Jesus Himself dealing with the Pharisees and saying it's My Word and My work whether it's the Apostle Paul penning a letter to the Galatians saying, there is no other gospel, freedom is found here. Whether it's Martin Luther during the Reformation, or whether it's you talking to your loved ones and saying, but we're free. Freedom is found in Christ and His work and in Christ and His Word. On this Reformation celebration, may you continue to grasp that freedom, treasure that freedom, and proclaim that freedom today and forevermore. Amen. We know your time is precious. Thank you so much for investing some of your time with us today. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you be so kind as to click to follow our show and give us a five-star rating? That's a quick and easy way to help us get the message of truth out to more people. Thank you so much. God bless your day in Christ.